All right, everybody. The Dallas Stars and Colorado Avalanche played to a pretty entertaining 3-1 to Avalanche win uh, for another preseason game and preseason action for the Avs. This was really the first game where most of the Stars or most of what you're going to see this Avalanche team look like played in this game. So you really wanted to turn your attention to and kind of watch this game. So you're really seeing guys like Kale McCarr for the first time. Obviously, guys like... Uh, Gabe Landeskog are not going to be there because he's missing the opening, uh, whoever knows how many games. But you turn to want to watch this game, and it was a challenge to watch this game. But we were able to. Uh, thank you, Dallas Stars Twitter feed. Uh, but this is a problem. So we'll talk about the game, and we'll talk about why people can't watch it, and is this something that the uh, NHL needs to address on top of whatever else we get to today. But it is another game in the hopper, uh, one more game in the hopper, and then regular season, real games are just another day closer. Let's get to it. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Might have uh, only been a preseason game, but it was a divisional rival preseason game, which most of these preseason games are. I mean, yeah, you get the Avalanche in Vegas, which that's a rivalry too. Most preseason games are against your uh, teams within your division, and uh, these two teams are ready to go. You saw it, it kind of as the, the game went on more into the third, you saw some a little bit of uh, fists flying around, and uh, he, Curtis McDermott was ready to f- to throw down <laughs> he was at game number 33 in the season like he he wants he wants it he wants fists immediately uh but it didn't happen i think cooler heads prevailed but first things first thank you for tuning in to locked on avalanche making it your first listen of the day we are part of the locked on podcast network your team every day you can find us on our social media channels lopn underscore avalanche on twitter uh lockdown avalanche on instagram questions comments concerns opinions lockdown avalanche at gmail.com and follow us on our youtube channel over on youtube hit subscribe get notified when a new show goes live uh all right mr shaggy von doom uh three to one win for the abs really everything kind of happened in the third period uh the first two periods were kind of eh, ho-hum um it, it but it was you know it, it you saw kind of what this Avalanche team can do because this was minus who? Uh, Val Nachuskin, minus Gabe Landeskog, minus Nathan, Nathan McKinnon. McKinnon. Uh, you got most of what you're going to see from the Avalanche this year. In net was Pavel Francos. Excellent job by him. He needed it. I know it's only preseason, but uh, you, you don't want to have outings for both of these guys. I want to see what Georgiev does in the next game, too, because he didn't have a good game, clearly, his last game either. So um, just maybe for their psyche and, and kind of just get into more regular season game mode, you want to uh, see them play a better game, and he did. So uh, we'll get into individual stuff, uh, things like that, but overall thoughts on uh, the latest preseason game. Oh, I of course overinflated because it's Frankie in that. I mean, let's sing his praises again. Everybody back on the Frankie bandwagon. No, yep. it, you mentioned this was our first time seeing Kale McCarr and it's Taser. And you got Bo Byram out there. Like you could tell the quality of defense. Like it was a big change from the, the previous mm-hmm. outings. And I mean, even though well, yeah. we faced 
Yeah, 39 shots. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. You you still it's you could tell a difference. Like you could tell Frankie was locked in and more comfortable. And I'm pretty sure we'll see the same out of Yorgiev when he gets in goal and has that same quality defense in front of him because it's a little bit more confidence in who's in front of you. So that was great. Overall, everything was looking good. Um, like you said, we'll get to individual performances in a minute, but there were some really good individual performances later on in the game. But all in all, this is exactly what you want to see and put the bad taste out of your mouth with those previous games. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people are going to look at the goalie situation first and see that Pablo Francis played a good game. And and yeah, I mean, the Avs had most of their stars and starters playing. So did Dallas. So this was kind of more like a, a legit game. Um, and he looked good. Yeah, we got 39 shots thrown at you. And we had our three pairings that are we're going to see on defense playing. Um, 39 shots. Uh, we, you know, let's let's keep that number in our head as the season goes on and see how many teams throw 39 shots on that at the abs this year. It's yep. not going to be many. So, uh, you know, get it over in the preseason because you're, you're not going to see that likely uh, maybe a couple times during the regular season, I would say. Yeah. Um, and. And to give credit on the other side, like this is Ottinger on the other side. And this is what Dallas is going to be building that team around. Like this mm. is their goalie going forward. And for him, I think we had 37 shots, 34, 37 on uh, Ottinger. I think we had 30. Um, 30. We had 30 shots on that. 30. Yep. That's still that's still a high number. Um, and for him yeah, to look as good that. as he did, that they could also be walking away feeling as confident in the goalie position going forward. But for Frankie to see that level of shot, I, you would anticipate that going down. That does not happen against the Avalanche a lot. It's usually mm. in the 20s. Yeah. So their next game is Wednesday, right? I believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's just make a, a big guesstimation here and say that Georgiev has another poor performance. I don't want to say what it was against you know Vegas, but let's just say he does. There is going to be people who, and it's not like Francois has done a bang-up job this preseason. This game, he's done very well against Dallas. If Georgiev goes out and and lays another dud like he did recently, you know that there's going to be people kind of saying, like, let's start Frankie uh, on day one. It's not going to happen. Um, I, I, the avalanche are pretty set in, in having your gift start day one, unless it is a back to back to start the season. So both of these guys are going to play one, two, uh, for games one and two. And if Jared Bednar wants to switch up, cause you're playing Calgary in game two. Mm-hmm. So does he want to hold your for, to go against Calgary? That's a possibility. And if you see, uh, Pavel Francouz playing game one, people are going to be going, uh-oh. Yeah. Is it because he had a good game and and Georgiev played two poor games in the pre... Like, there's so much that goes into it. I think you can just put it to... I mean, it's not going to happen, but Georgiev is a starter of this team to start the year. If he doesn't play in game one, it's not because he's not the starter. It's because they play it back-to-back. Outside of that, he's their guy. And I don't think anything that happens in the preseason is going to change that, at least to start the regular season. Yeah, I'm like I'm the biggest Frankie supporter in the world. Um, he won't change his name to Frankie Von Doom. I tried. He just won't do it. Um, but no matter what Yorgiev does in the Hump Day game, um, 
he's not going to lose that number one spot. And I honestly, I feel like he's going to be out there for game one, the banner raising night, because that was Sackick that said, oh yeah, we got him to be the number one goalie. So you have that mindset. He's going to be their game one goalie number one. And I feel like he's going to get that start. And that's going to be his proof at night. He could let in another eight, nine, 20 goals in that preseason game. You just have to take it in as this is preseason. He's getting warmed up. Everybody's getting warmed up in game shape. And he's his where you're really going to start weighing what he does is that game one when he hits the ice. And then that's where you start going team Frankie, team uh, Yorgiev all the way through the season. And then everybody can bicker all yeah. year long. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be. It's going to be yeah. a bicker fest all season, most of the season, unless one of them, I, I, I guess it would have to be Georgiev, unless he's the one that just goes out and just performs night after night, uh, like a, like a man possessed, the talk is not going to die down. Nope. So, um, it, it, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun to, to cover that throughout the regular season. If they're both playing well, the avalanche clearly win. Yeah. If they're both out there playing well and winning games, that's the bottom line. Uh, and whoever is anointing 1A, so what? You're, you're both winning. So, um, all right, we got more to get to in this game, including, you know, uh, the scoring. And uh, the majority of it do- was done by one man, and that one man is Arturi Lekkanen. So uh, we'll talk about that and all of the other usual suspects right now. And uh, the guys like Martin Kaut getting ever so closely to making this team. Did he help or hurt himself? Uh, a lot to get to. But first, we're going to be talking about Built Bar. You know Built Bar. You love Built Bar. Kyle loves the Built Bar, especially the Built Bar Puffs. Is it right back there? I've got a, I've got a box right next to the cup. Oh, man. I mean, you, you should put the box in the cup. You need a, a oh Stanley goodness. Cup flowing of uh, Built Bars. That's what Make I would it do happen. But we are into October, my good friend. And October, obviously, is Halloween season. And don't get me wrong, everyone loves their candy. Why not hand out some built bars instead of your typical candy bars? And you will be known as the house that's handing out the healthy snack instead of the Snickers bar or the Reese's bar. And I'm going to go through a quick chart here to kind of compare what built bar and their nutrition facts compared to which one you want, Kyle, a Snickers bar. Yeah. And I love me a Snickers bar. Yeah. Calorie-wise, Built Bar 130. Snickers 280. Fat Built Bar is 2.5 grams compared to Snickers 14 grams. Net carbs, Built Bar's got four. Four carbs compared to 33 for a Snickers bar. Sugar, that's a big one. Built Bar, four grams of sugar. Snickers bar got 29. 29 grams of sugar, sir. I don't and, and protein, the other big one, 17 grams in a built bar, only 4.3 in a Snickers bar. There's really no comparison. There's no comparison. Yeah. And it like I said, every once in a while you like to indulge in like something like that, but uh you can have a built bar and it tastes just like the candy bars that you're handing out on Halloween. Do it, and I'll knock yeah. on your door, dress as Deadpool, and take your built bar and go home. And then I will change into another costume and go to your house again so I can get more built. I just want built bar for Halloween this year. That's all I want. And no candy corn. Candy corn is overrated and terrible. That's how I feel. I don't know how you feel. I disagree. You're a, you're a candy corn fan? 
only at Halloween. It's like turkey at Thanksgiving. I have it once a year and then never again. We well, can't get candy corn at any point of the of, of the year, can you? I mean, like, Probably. do they even sell it? I don't. I don't know. Probably on Amazon. Where does it come from? <laughs> it comes from Amazon. Uh, but go to built.com right now. You can use the promo code locked on 15 and you get 15% off of your order. You can get the uh, the built bar puffs. Uh, they have a cookie dough chunk puff right now, which is out, and a German chocolate cake, which is not a puff, but that's an old flavor that they brought back. German chocolate cake, fantastic. It's available right mm-hmm. now at built.com. Once again, the promo code is locked on 15 for 15% off of your order. All right, so more to get to in this game. And the scoring went like this. Arturi Lekkonen, Arturi Lekkonen, and then uh, Lungfist hit one for uh, Dallas, and then Evan Rodriguez with an empty netter with uh, eight or nine seconds left to really put the game away. Uh, but you had Lekkonen with the, the first two. The first one was a power play goal, um, all in the third period, by the way. Mm-hmm. No scoring in the first and second. And then he got another one about eight minutes later. Um, assists on those. His first one was assisted by uh, Miko Rantanen and Ben Myers. The second one was assisted by Evan Rodriguez and Jason Megna. And then the empty netter for Evan Rodriguez was assisted by Kale McCarr. So a uh, a two-point night for Evan Rodriguez, which is good. I mean, I think that's still up in the air, that position. Yeah. I, I just feel like it's leaning towards Alex Newhook for some again to start the year. Um, it could go anywhere as the season goes along and how those guys perform. And I, I, I don't know, just the things that I read, I I just kind of get the vibe that it's that it's Alex Newhook. And I'll say this: like if it's him, you do see a little bit more of jump in his step when he's skating. Yeah. It's almost like he he has. I don't know if he's been told. He, I don't think he has been. But it's almost like whether okay, say he hasn't been told. But it's almost like he knows he's in the driver's seat right now, and he's kind of acting like it the way that he's playing. He's playing with a little bit more attitude, uh, which you like to see out of a young guy like him. But I still think, it, I still think it's up in the air in that they haven't like bestowed that that position on one of these guys yet. Yeah, I just feel like it's leaning towards New Hook. You would think, um, and it, I mean, what a wonderful tale if that does land him the 2C job to start last year in Loveland and come all the way to a 2C role the next year with a cup in tow. Uh, that's mm. a that's a good story, but and it's nice that he's got a little bit of swagger. Um, honestly, it's a win-win situation if it's... If it's Nui, if it's Erod, if it's JT, there's really, honestly, what you've seen this preseason out of all three, there's really no wrong answer here. It's just how that line works together through the rest of the game. That's what's going to be key. I don't, honestly, if Nui's 2C, well-deserved. He's had a good preseason. And, and yeah, I've noticed that buzz. I've noticed his uh, a little pep in his step. So give it to him. I just want to see how he works with his line mates. Yeah, and that's and I want to know who those line mates are because mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't even know that right now. Yeah, um, and that will change after yep. maybe the first week. Once uh, you know you have Gabe Landeskog come back and Valnichuk can come back. Like the way that the Avalanche look for for week one, 
maybe bleeding into week two is not how it's going to look at the end of October. I'll say that how it's going to look at the beginning of October is not how it's going to look at the end of October. Sounds very familiar to last year. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's well, who was it? Taves and, and McKinnon. I think, I think yep. both, I know McKinnon did. And I think Taves did too started. Uh, they did not play the first few games. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a wait and see thing for them. Um, you had, you know, the, I think you're going to be looking at guys like Martin Kaut. Um, didn't show up on the stat sheet, only had one shot on goal, played 15 minutes. I, I, I thought he, I think he's doing enough to to grab a roster spot. Uh, I, I don't think he hurt himself in any way against Dallas. Um, it would have been nice to me to get a few more shots on goal, maybe get a couple more chances. Um, but he, he, he's, I like his size. I like his ability. Um, and you just want to see him put it all together. He's, he's playing. Okay. I, I don't have any complaints about it. I, like today I think was, or last night at this point, I, I think it was one of the, the first games where he was just solid from beginning to end and not doing anything to hurt himself, like to doing committing stupid penalties. Yeah, I get all that. And if you're sitting on the side of the coin that I've been, where it's like, you've got to do a little bit more to impress me. It's not moving the needle still. Like there are guys that are definitely making pushes and they're noticeable in their play and standing out and trying their best. Like we just mentioned new hook, like he's really out there putting an effort. Like, just not committing penalties is not enough to earn you a roster spot. Like, to go out there and have a clean game, that should be baseline for everybody. That shouldn't be something to commend you for. So, he's already st started this preseason. It's such a deficit. He's going to have to do something a little bit more for me to be like, yep, roster spot, give it to him. Welcome to the team, Cout. Congratulations. Happy birthday. All that beautiful yeah. bean footage, but no, it's it's still not enough for me. Well, I, I think it's a little bit different when you're talking about a guy who's going to be a fourth liner. Like if, if he makes this team, he's going to be on the fourth line. And yeah, like I, it's a different uh, conversation, a different discussion on, uh, okay, he's, he's, he's not screwing up. Um, you can have that conversation about a fourth liner. You're not having that about your top line. You know, like a guy that's in your top line needs to be producing and showing you something. We're going on the fourth line. You have to have the mindset of like, okay, if we put him out there during a regular season game, can he continue to do this? Can he continue to just be out there? Good forecheck, get back on D. If you're lucky enough to get some shots on net, you do that. Um, it's a different conversation for him. And I think he's winning that conversation little by little. He's not blowing you away, but at least in that in the game against Dallas, he was just for, for what he's going to be asked to do. I thought that was kind of a, a a visual of what he could do for this team on a fourth line role, and 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 I feel that way about Ben Myers too. I thought Ben Myers was was he was out there more. He was noticeable yeah. more. I didn't I didn't, like in the first couple of games you didn't see him at all, and I think some of that has to do with look who look who the Avalanche put out on the ice last night yeah. from top to bottom, and I know he's not playing with guys like Lekkanen and, and, you know, ranting and stuff like that. But it's a completely different dynamic when those guys are out there and they can set the tone and set the trend of the game. And then your, your bottom six guys can kind of follow that up. And I think it worked to Ben Myers advantage last night. I thought, yeah. I thought he played well too. 
And, and that's somebody I would like to see make the roster. If you ask me between Cout and Myers, I'm leaning Myers because I've I've really enjoyed his play. Yeah. I, I think you'll see both of them. And and the way that the season's starting, you might see both of them. You you honestly might see both because like we're saying, all the people that uh could be out for the abs, you you never know. All right. Um they they talked about they didn't do it in the game last night. Well, first of all, let's talk about streaming this game um and this is an issue that i just feel that like the nhl is not it's like they don't even care and i get it because it's a preseason game but it's content and yep. we live in a content driven world right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and you know people want to see their sports they don't care if it's uh you know the uh, preseason game uh they they want to see their teams and i just feel like the nhl is lacking a little bit here it's i get it it's like it's tough it so the avalanche were the visiting team right um do you expect altitude to pack everything up that's required to to televise a game go on the road for a preseason game which let's get real like ratings wise are not going to be that big so i get that but you why can't you kind of utilize the streaming world and utilize YouTube or your website, which you said you were going to put on your website, Dallas, it, you go to DallasStars.com and they preview this game at the very top. They have like all like the summary for this game. And it says TV radio. It says none, which was not true, at least for the avalanche. It yep. wasn't true. Um, Cause Connor was uh, announcing this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for streaming, it said DallasStars.com. It wasn't on DallasStars.com and ended up being on their Twitter page. That's fine. Like, that's where it should be. Like, promote that. Promote that you can watch this preseason game. You might have to go into enemy territory to watch it, but it's available. And I just feel like they don't do a good job of letting people know that, yeah, it's not going to be your full-fledged viewing experience. But because like everything goes through smartphones these days, you can watch it on that. And people are resourceful. They know how to throw it up on their their main television from their smart. Like there's things that you can do. And just seems like the NFL is doing the bare minimum right now when it comes to these preseason games. And this I think it really grinds my gears now more than ever, because during the COVID seasons, this is how we handled away games when like altitude couldn't travel. They would just piggyback off of the home feed and they'd plaster the altitude graphics on top of it. And you would see like the guys were still in studio back home yeah, they were because altitude, they right. weren't traveling. Um, why can't you do that now? Why can't you just put up a bare stream? Um, I, I know how this works. I deal with this on the day to day. You could mm. put up a bare stream, no overlays, no nothing. And then whoever yeah. is the away team, they could plaster their stuff up there, sell commercials locally, make it right. pay off for uh, putting your studio guys in there. You put your local ads on the bottom. There you go. Everybody watches. Nobody travels. It's all fine. It can be done. They did used to do this. Why can't we do this now? I don't know. I I, I would be... Yeah, I'm not expecting the, the full experience. Like I said, like even if you didn't put the score bug up there, 
just just as long as the the announcer every once in a while just reminds me of the score like it's it could a be 720p it doesn't have to be 4k care. just give me 720p right Let it but... buffer a little bit remind me i'm watching preseason <laughs> yeah you get the wheel of death like in the middle of the screen every once in a while. yeah but j- just the fact that you have to just go like i i, I missed a good chunk of the beginning of this game because where you said it was going to be, it wasn't. And I'm just waiting for it to show up. I keep refreshing, keep it. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go find other means now. And then eventually you find it, but it's, it's just, it, it was bad. Uh, it was a bad presentation on just getting the game. And I just feel like we've been doing that all preseason or not at all. The very, when they had the split squad game and the one team that was up in Minnesota got nothing. But and like I think what you said is great. Why you can have, you know, Mosier and Peter McNabb in studio, and just have them call the the wild, um, you know, or just set something up like they do with the Manning cast. Yeah, just show the Minnesota Wild feed. Have McNabb and Mosier just just BSing about the game. It's they a preseason game. I don't. Yes, that would be fine too. Like I don't need the, all the bells and whistles. And I'm not just coming down on altitude. I'm just using them as an example. This is going on across the league. Yeah. Uh, just, I, I think they just need to get a little bit more creative and inventive because that's the way sports are going. The way people digest sports right now are, is, is more than just your typical sit on the couch, watch the television. Yes, that's still the, the main uh, way that people do it. But, I mean, the, the, the youth of the world is, is getting creative. They take it with them. You can, you can do it different ways. You got it right there. You are asking the NHL to be creative and inventive, but for years and years and years, NHL fans have had to be the ones to be creative and inventive. And when you're having to find your preseason games, yes, we're, we've now got comfortable with it being on ESPN plus and you get to watch every game. It's wonderful, but we used to have to find a, the, the pirate streams, the illegal streams. And Going to preseason, the fans of the league for like the past 10 years, we're going and opening our drawers and dusting off our pirate, uh, our eye patch. And we're like, well, back to, <laughs> I guess back to the old days again. we go. Yeah. And like, you don't want to condition your fans. If you're not giving me something, I'm going to steal it. That's not good for the league. Yeah. No. And, and like I said, it's preseason games. I get that, you know, the amount of people, the, the amount of interest in, pre, in preseason clearly is not what it is for regular season, but there is enough interest there for, for that you should probably take notice of this and do something. Yep. It can be minimal, can be minimal, but, but to, to do nothing and just say, well, it's just the home team that has a stream. Okay. If you're going to go that route, let me know where I can get it. Yep. Cause I'll go, I'll still go watch it. Like the ass could even tweet out, like you could watch the game on the uh, the Dallas Stars website, and just like let it be known. Right. I mean, even even for like the the uh, the Eagles games, like I subscribe yeah. to that, and that's one camera. Mm-hmm. Most of the most games, it's one camera right at center ice, just back and forth. They don't do like replays. They don't have other cameras at ice level. Rarely do they do that, and I'm fine with it. Yep. Because I understand it's an AHL team and it's not going to have the money that the NHL, like I get, I understand all that. They don't even do that for, yep. for an NHL preseason game. I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of embarrassing. And now what we're getting to is a, a story came out. It was actually on NHL's website that they, you know, we're talking about being inventive and this is their, their, their method of being inventive is on the boards. Uh, 
they're, they're going to be we've been seeing it for a little while with ads like on the ice um, and on the boards behind the goalies but now we're getting it pretty much all around like the lower end of the boards um, they're going to be doing it digitally so it's going to be changing as the game goes on uh, let me get to their website to to see I, honestly like I'm not I think a lot of people are like kind of up on arms about this um they must have never seen a soccer game they do it i don't watch a lot of soccer games oh it's it is it is the norm when it comes to watching like a premier league game it is the norm so it's a it's a blessing and a curse like it, it it will be distracting for probably the first four games and then you're going to get used to it it. yeah but then you also this the plus side that means the NHL is getting enough ads that we have to keep it rotating. That's a well, good they'll sign. They'll get ads, yeah. They'll, yeah, they'll get enough ads. Money's coming into the league. That's the good thing. But yeah. we're going to be distracted for a little while. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's the thing. Like people see it, and they they kept showing a clip on on Twitter because um, I think they did this during a preseason game. I think it was a Kraken game that they did it, and I didn't see it, but I saw a clip that somebody put up. And yeah, your eye goes to it when you see it changing for like a second, but it goes right back to the game. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's, we live in an ad. You just listen to us talk about built bar, you know, it, that, that's how sports are run now. And how everything is run now is through ads. Um, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's kind of creative. Um, what I would, I don't know if they can do that. They should be able to do it. What would be nice is if, if people are really kind of annoyed by this and they feel like it's going to taking their eyes away from the action, which, I don't think it's going to. And like you said, like you will get used to this. Um, if they could change, like if they could change the ads that are not in the field of view for the viewer, like when yeah. a team's in the offensive zone, if you could change the, the, the defensive zone and then when it comes back, like it's already changed, but to change it while like the actions in that zone, it'll be distracting for a split second, but I don't think it's going to be so egregious where it's like, it, I can't watch my hockey games now. This it, is this is like the Fox slap oh, the glow puck. puck. The glow puck. Like, no. Oh, like, that yeah, was what, terrible. What they need to do is every time the whistle blows, change the ad. But when the puck is live, yeah. keep it keep it static, keep it up. But when they blow the whistle, if something, if it's an icing, whatever it is, you just watch everything just change. That's yeah, I, I think, and I don't know the, I mean, I read quickly on the website. I think it's, you know when you see like those those uh, billboards now that are like the digital billboards? Mm-hmm. That's on a timer. Yeah. I think it's every like 15 or 30 seconds and then it automatically changes. I think this is the same. Where So I don't know if it, it like well, how I'm saying like it'd be nice if the one zone that they're not in is changed so you don't see it on screen. I don't think they're going to do that because it's just on a timer. And if, if those people are paying for ads, if those businesses are paying for time, and there's probably you pay more money for more time. Clearly, yeah, uh, they're gonna want it up there at the right time, and not just. I don't know. I it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. Are we gonna also get? Aren't we supposed to be getting the stats like the overlays added this year too? The ones that they were experimenting no. with in the Stanley Cup about like faceoff percentages and that speeds. was that was an Amazon thing. Um, so unless Amazon sells that to either ESPN or TNT, uh, I don't know if that'll be up on the screen. It might be, and it might be, or or you 
I don't know how they were were presenting <laughs> we're gonna, that. We're going to be watching uh, NHL games in debug mode now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going to have all the stats yeah. up there. No kidding. So I, I like all this stuff. So I mean, in, in one breath, we're we're talking about how they're getting inventive with their advertising, uh, but not so much with their streaming. It's so it's I guess give and take. So you, you win some, you lose some when you're when you're it's the NHL 22. fan. It is so. Um, and as far as the av- Avalanche go. We haven't seen or heard anything that there's going to be advertisements on their uniforms um, or their helmets. Now, last year, they did start the regular season with the Avalanche logo on their helmets. And then after like a week or two, you got the ball for Ball Arena on their helmets. I don't know. It could That could happen again. Uh, I'm anticipating the helmet one just because we know it happened last year. But you're you've heard a lot of teams going with the the uniform ad, obviously, and the apps haven't said one way or another if they are or not. I would have to think if they were going with an ad, you would know about it by now. You would think you would think something would come out. And I mean, we've gone through content day and team pictures and nothing's happened. And yeah. we've seen the ice and we just all we need is that built bar ad and we'll be good to go for the season. Now, how do you feel about a lot of these teams that do have the ads? Uh, when you go to their team stores, those Negative. are the only jersey jersey they sell with Hard the no. advertising. Yeah. In the words that's, of the wise prophet Randy Jackson, that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> yeah, that's rubbing a lot of people the wrong way. I think a lot of fans are like, okay, we'll accept the ad on the we don't like it. You know, a lot of the purists are like, you know, we've never had ads on jerseys. I don't like ads on jerseys, but I get it. Uh, and now if you're going to force me to buy my team's jersey with that ad, uh, I, fans are like, how's it going to end? They're it's not paying me. Yeah, right, right. So we'll see. Um, a couple teams already come out and said, you know, we're not doing ads. Uh, the Avalanche, like I said, I haven't seen anything or heard anything where they're doing it one way or another. Um, but each day that it goes on that they don't say anything is one day closer to, to puck drop. And you would have to think if they start the season without an ad, I mean, they would probably go the, the, the remainder of the season without one. I guess you could always just add one at some point, but who I'll knows? text Chris McFarlane about putting a locked on avalanche on the Jersey bingo. I think we'd all be down for that one. So, all right, everybody, uh, that is going to wrap it up for today. I believe we are doing a crossover with Jack from Locked on Chicago Blackhawks. I know we did one a little while ago with him, but now the season is closer. We're going to uh, do another one with him. And should we announce this now? Do it. All right. Ne- next week on uh, Monday, uh, the newest member of the Altitude Broadcasting Team, Katie Gauss, is going to join us. Uh, that is probably going to be next Tuesday's show. So uh, we kind of confirmed it with her today, and she's going to be joining us next week. Looking forward to that. All right, everybody, that is going to wrap it up for today's episode. For Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I am Chris Maselli. Thank you for making Locked On Avalanche your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. We'll see you guys tomorrow with likely, like I said, crossover with Locked On Blackhawks. See you tomorrow. Go, Abs, go!